Welcome back to the Bonafide Narrative. Today I have a guest, first time having a guest on the podcast, um, and her name is Kayla. So Kayla, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Yeah, anything you'd like to share with us? Totally. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So my name is Kayla. Um, I am 22. I just graduated in June um, from Western Washington University, and I'm a graphic designer, so I've sort of been falling into what it looks like to be in the professional design world. Um, I'm a dog mom is probably the only other like important and interesting thing about me. So yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. And your dog's name, I'm totally spacing. Is Blossom. Blossom. So cute. (laughs) She's a gem. Yeah. (laughs) I always love seeing the photos and stories about your dog on Instagram so (laughs) um yeah well Kayla and I just kind of found each other on Instagram we both aren't really sure how (laughs) um and I decided to ask her to come on the pod thought it would be awesome to hear from somebody who recently graduated college and just what that was like for her, um, what college was like after college, all that type of thing. I know a lot of people just started back into school, either college for the first time or that type of thing. So Kayla, so you said you went to school for graphic design yeah, um, and you just graduated. So what would be your top tips for people, for students who just started college? Jeez. Um, I think one thing that I like sort of a tip sort of thing I wish I had known is just to like not set your expectations so high. Like I think there's this idea that like you go to college and it's all about like freedom and like you meet a ton of people and like it's going to be a blast the whole time all the time and like realistically like you're on your (laughs) own for the first time making friends. especially for like me it's hard like there's a lot about college that's not easy and it's a big transition and I think like not setting yourself up with this expectation that it's going to be this like perfect movie experience is helpful because then when it is hard and there are struggles like you knew they were coming and you're not so disappointed or feel like you're not having the right experience Um, and I think just in general like like push yourself when you're in college and do things that make you uncomfortable and meet new people and like try to try to make the best of the experience and take advantage of it while it's there because um as much as I didn't believe it for four whole years it does go by rather quickly yeah oh for sure and just to talk about the whole making friends making friends as an adult oh my god <laughs> is so different <laughs> it's so hard hard. and especially when you're in your 20s you're learning so much about yourself and what you like what you don't like um and it's so hard to even yeah you're working going to school all this all these things so it's hard to keep up with the relationships you already have Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it's like how do I make friends more friends (laughs) right Absolutely. Um, But yeah, I really like that. That's great. I know that um, I just started going back to school a couple weeks ago and I'm in that like excitement phase. Like this is fun. I'm learning again. And 
I know for a fact that I will hit <laughs> this wall. <laughs> of course. Be like, Why am I doing this? I don't really want to be doing this. I don't want to write that paper. But oh, yeah. it's just, yeah, I really liked what you said. Like, just do the best you can. And um, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> It's hard it's to definitely hard. find motivation. <laughs> Is there anything that like you found easiest to like, what's the right word? How did you find motivation in those moments where you're kind of like, I don't want to do this? I think, well, for one, I have a lovely support system of parents that, you know, are going to really helpful at supporting me in whatever I feel like I need to do and, you know, pushing me to to get through things and good friends also but I think I didn't really I'm not a very school motivated person as a disclaimer but (laughs) I think I didn't really find my motivation to get through school till I started finding like I got into my major and then I found a minor that had a community that I really loved and I think the first couple years of college I didn't really have that like sense of community Um, and I think once I found that sense of community and found classes that I was actually like interested in that's when it really picked up and I was like oh I actually get like why people why people like this and what's fun about this and why I want to be want to be here and want to be learning and getting a degree right yeah it's hard to get through those classes that you know you have to get through because mm-hmm. they're required but you're like this has really nothing to do with my major <laughs> or what I want to major in and <laughs> right and they're not always taught super well I I jumped around majors a couple times also when I started school so like I tried a couple things that didn't work for me and those were really tough like once I realized it wasn't really the right thing then it's like it just sort of drags out but once you right. figure out where you want to go and what you want to study I think it, it gets a lot easier yeah oh for sure um how so you picked a major when you first started, and then it sounds like you kind of switched that around. Is that an easy process? Is it difficult? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at least the the way I did it. So I came into college with running start credits. For anyone that doesn't know, running starts like college and high school. Um, so no. I had a bunch of college credits already. Um, so I didn't have to take as many prereqs. And I started out, I think, wanting to do a psychology major and I took a couple classes and then I was like "Mm, this is going to be long (laughs) papers and lectures for like two years that's my thing (laughs) Um, so I, I switched around um to business and because I hadn't really like declared a major yet it was pretty easy to just decide to take different classes um and so I did a quarter of business classes and it was atrocious very much <laughs> not my thing in like, my no <laughs> no in my head I wanted to do marketing which I really like marketing and as a designer it's part of my job still but the way especially at my school the business department set up it's like everybody takes like most of your degree classes are all the same like business major classes and then at the very end you take like a marketing concentration so you do like a few classes towards the end of your degree and I was like there's no way I'm going to survive like e-com and finance (laughs) for like three quarters of my degree it's just not the way my brain works right and I didn't I didn't like the department very much so after that I decided I think I was a little hesitant about pursuing a, a creative degree 
and it's you know something you have to apply to you have to have a portfolio and that was kind of scary the acceptance rate's pretty low so I didn't know if I was like going to be able to do it but I decided to give it a shot and that was sort of where where that started for me yeah well that's awesome that you were able to get into that program and actually do that that's really cool um did you so when what really made you choose graphic design did you like it when you were younger did you have like an art background or yeah um so I'm actually like not a good drawer or like really a good artist in general (laughs) like I'm I'm capable but I'm not somebody that like sits down and makes art and I haven't ever really been I drew as a kid sometimes but right not at any profound level a lot of the people I went to school with are like awesome artists and I was just not that person but when I was in probably like late elementary school there was like a couple years that I was really into fashion design like I'm sure I still have them somewhere I had like all my little sketches on little printed out models of clothing designs and then somewhere after that probably in middle school there were a couple years where I thought I wanted to be an interior designer and I loved like designing my room and stuff um and then Somewhere in high school, like probably the middle of high school, I I don't even remember. There was some class I was taking that was in a computer lab. And for whatever reason, there was like a week where we got to use Adobe Illustrator. Mm-hmm. And that kind of caught my attention. And by the time I graduated high school, I had taken a class at my community college in design. Um, and it was like pretty solidly something I was interested in. I did it on the side a little bit for like theater companies that I was working with because I was a major theater kid for middle school and high school um that's awesome and so I had sort of gotten bits and bits of experience but it didn't really like cross my mind to go to school for it until at least a year into my college career yeah no that's awesome I love I've done a little bit of graphic design here and there never took any classes or anything like that but um it's so fun so only slightly jealous of you but (laughs) hey you could do it too yeah (laughs) I've thought about it I I am going um to school for an engineering degree who knows if that will change I might not be into it once I actually get further in but um yeah illustrator super fun to play around with and there's just so much you can do within it that it's so so fun I I do some like calligraphy and stuff and so I'll write it on my paper and then you I like scan it into the computer and perfect it so it's like yeah there's so much you can do with that so I totally get the whole whole thing it's like when we were kids playing with the paint program on the computer and then you're like this is a whole nother level (laughs) yeah it's like the grown-up grown-up version of that yeah oh for sure that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you could go back and change anything about your college experience, what would it be? If it's nothing, then that's totally fine. Oh, I'm sure there are things. <laughs> I, I mean, I think like ideally I would have liked to have not jumped around majors so much only because it I did two years of community college in high school and then it took it still took me four years to graduate college. Um right. And so, you know, it would have been nice to not have that. But at the same time, if I 
hadn't skipped around in majors, I would have had a different cohort for my design degree. And I love the people that were in my cohort in my design program. So, you know, it's one of those, I would have liked to change it, but realistically it worked out awesome. Right. I met great people because of the way things happened. So yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Can't really everything, complain. Everything lines up the way it should, even though you're like in the moment, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, you meet super cool people and um, did, are you still in contact with people you've met in school? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely like got the advantage of being in really small programs, both for my major and my minor. So my major cohort, I don't, totally know how many people it was but like the people that I was regularly in classes with and talking to was probably no more than 25 people um and my minor was a pretty small department also um so it was really easy to make a lot of connections and so like all the people that I was in the design department with we still have like a snap like snapchat groups and like there's lots of keeping up that way Um, And I still talk to a good amount of people from my minor. I'm in touch with professors still from both departments. So it's nice to still feel connected after graduating. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Speaking of professors, what is the main thing that, or like some of the main things that you would say, like advice you would give to students either struggling with a certain professor or, um, not really understanding a class because of how it's taught, like what would you give, what advice would you give to those students? Totally. I think, I mean, to some extent, like you do just sort of have to like suck it up and get through it. But I also think depending on the situation, I think it never hurts to try at least to talk to your professor and see if you can kind of understand what's not working for you or like what's not working about what they're doing and if it's something that can be addressed um, depending on the issue. And I also think getting together with classmates and seeing if you guys can kind of help each other, if it's that you feel like, you know, you're not being taught well, you're not understanding, you can always reach out to other people and sort of try to lean on them as a resource. Um, I had one professor in my time at college that was so bad that our whole class basically wrote horrible reviews and a letter to the department about it Um, no (laughs) but I think you know most things are not at that level and in general like trying to just keep an open dialogue with your professor and trying to work with your classmates and just sort of doing whatever you need to do to to make it through to the end and and pass okay is the best you can do right right and I know everyone learns differently. So yeah, right. chatting with people in the class being like, is this just me? Or <laughs> are you struggling too? And really just gauging what should be done is probably, yeah, no, that's awesome. Right. Um, yeah, I'm in an English class right now. And it's actually two English classes in one, technically. Hmm. So it's interesting this whole they kind of switched to like a hybrid model of learning at at least Skagit Valley College down here Mm -hmm. um where it's actually really great because I feel like this whole pandemic has kind of made it so that it's easier 
to have a job and go to school. And that was their whole point mm-hmm. in switching to this hybrid model. So all of our classwork is all online. He doesn't give out any papers, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything you turn in is all online. Um, so it's super interesting just to be learning in that type of environment. And I was wondering, because you were going to school when the pandemic hit, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So how was that experience for you? Because things aren't completely back to normal quite yet. Like there is in-person classes here and there. But how was that experience for you? Yeah, it was not my favorite. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I I really lucked out because by the time the pandemic hit, I was, I think, entirely taking classes in my major and my minor. So I wasn't taking any like GURs or anything like big lecture classes or anything. And so I ended up, I think, pretty much the whole time having professors that were like really putting in the effort to make a good class online and make it work and be as interactive as possible and even like do things in person when it started to become a possibility um which made it a lot easier but you know as a graphic design major I had a lot of hands-on stuff that we didn't really get to experience to the full extent that we would have if it had happened another year because the way my major set up your senior year is basically the bulk of your design classes Right. My senior year was this past year, so it was almost entirely online. Um, and so I think we did, unfortunately, just miss some stuff. And as a student, you know, that sucks to know that you're kind of missing out on things. But I really right. appreciated a lot the amount of effort most, if not all, of my professors put in to make it as normal as possible and try to do whatever they could to make it fun and interactive and engaging because it can be really hard to sit on zoom for so yeah. long design classes are two or three hours long so. oh geez yeah I can only imagine that yeah <laughs> but they really tried yeah I've had a couple meetings on zoom and even sitting there for like 30 45 minutes was like I want to bang my head against a wall right now like <laughs> Yeah, I had a it's... couple six-hour days for a couple quarters Ooh. that were just, <laughs> just rough. There's no way around it. Like, when you're doing entirely on online school, even even the greatest professors can't make it perfect. Right. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for all those teachers, too, because obviously this is their career. This is what they do. Right. And they're like, nobody was prepared for what came in any sort of way. And so it's really cool now to kind of see how we all transitioned and how how that all worked out totally. in a way. <laughs> um, and I really do feel like it kind of changed our entire world in a way. Like it obviously did in more than one way, but even in learning and college and I mean, not even college, but. Yeah, I do think that was, it's had an impact on how how college is going to operate in the future. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I I was like, well, now all these kids, they're never going to have like no school days for winter stuff. Like they're oh. not going to not have school because they'll just be like, oh, here's the Zoom link. I'll see you from I home. I hope they don't do that. Kids and I was like, I really snow hope days. they don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it like, is nice. Like, I remember a couple times as a kid having snow day, like having so many snow days that we ended up having to go longer in the summer. Right. So like, it might be nice if, say, like there's so many snow days where like the first few are fun, but after that it's like, dang, we're gonna cut into summer. So that maybe they give them a couple snow days and then they can like go to online learning for a week. So yeah. they don't have to miss school and then have to go longer in the summer. That could actually be a benefit. I never even thought about that. That would be so smart on their end. Yeah. And there's like, um, well, I think there's a lot of things like that where we've sort of discovered a new tool to make our lives a little easier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, if you do not mind me asking, um, kind of through the pandemic, a lot of us have dealt with like, mental health type stuff was there anything that was super hard mentally for you in college like going through especially especially in the last couple years um was there any challenges totally that you would yeah yeah um I think I have I don't know maybe an odd answer to this I'm sure there are other people that have had similar experiences but so I started for context um seeing therapists in like I want to say late elementary school um for anxiety we didn't know it was anxiety when I first started but I've been diagnosed with anxiety for like a really long time like maybe middle early middle school late elementary school right um so school's always been hard for me it's been a huge anxiety trigger for me and it goes in and out like in middle school I think I had a period of time where I really struggled I really struggled with attendance and things like that. I had a period in late high school that I really struggled with attendance and getting to school and doing what I needed to do. Um, And I did pretty well the first couple years of college. But then the pandemic happened. And actually, in a lot of ways for me, because I struggle with things like sitting in a classroom, it actually sort of made it easier, because I didn't didn't have to be anxious or struggle because I was doing it all from home. Um, but then the, the problem that causes for someone like me is that it's really comfortable to be at home. And if I had say had another year of school, I think I would have really, really struggled to get back into the classroom full time um, and make sure I'm showing up to class every day and not sort of letting my anxiety overtake that. Um, and as somebody who's now working from home, I might have a similar problem um, (laughs) if, if at some point I'm working a job in an office. So, you know, I've sort of had a a different path maybe of mental health struggles through the pandemic because I wouldn't say it made anything worse for me. I think in a lot of ways I was more comfortable staying at home so much, but I think now that things are easing up and there's more going out to restaurants and seeing friends and having parties, I'm actually struggling more with that and going out and doing those things. Um, right than probably a lot of people so yeah well I think that's really awesome that therapy was introduced to you at such a young age and that you were able to do that because I know I've heard so many people who growing up did not have that same experience and didn't have like their parents thought that there you had to go to therapy there was something majorly wrong with you and they didn't want there to be something majorly wrong with their kid and so it just kind of all got swept under the rug and um I think that's really cool that your parents 
had you start at such a young age and that you were able to get diagnosed with anxiety um, as a kid because I feel like that impacts your life as an adult and oh yeah yeah no that's really cool and yeah I think to be fair I think it was mostly out of desperation on their part Um, right because I was like I said I was struggling to go to school and there was a lot of anxiety in in little kids I mean little is a stretch I was like probably nine or ten but in young kids (laughs) so little yeah right when they don't have the ability to sort of identify what's going on just sort of comes out as like temper tantrums and totally refusing to do things and all these things that as a parent like what are you supposed to do if you can't get your kid to go to school and you're dragging them out the door and all these things and so they were sort of at this point where it's like what else could you do except try to get somebody else's help um but yeah I think it proved really helpful because I did some therapy when I was younger and I stopped for a while and I started again in the middle of high school um but I think having a lot of the tools for both anxiety and also just like general sort of mental health and being able to check in with myself and take care of myself avoided a lot of like other um high school drama moments or like (laughs) high school struggles or even college struggles like I think I've in general been able to sort through my emotions a lot better and feel maybe more stable than some of my peers throughout college and throughout those hard times because I have such a history of getting help at a younger age and being able to get those tools and techniques that are really helpful right yeah it's kind of like a it was a good thing but also where you're kind of like I have been in it for so long that I'm kind of used to it now at this point but yeah is there anything that specifically helps you when you're feeling anxious like is there any tips you would give people that maybe don't have their anxiety under control as much Yeah, I think the most helpful thing that I learned to do that I don't think is necessarily like a natural human thing, especially when you're younger, is being able to sort of understand self-talk and that inner dialogue you have and being able to check in with yourself and say like, hey, I understand that like these things I'm experiencing in my body and that I'm feeling right now are anxiety feelings and like I don't have to listen to them. And being able to sort of talk yourself through those moments, like for me, something, like I said, school is something I've always struggled with and being able to get to class, but also stay in class. Um, And so like being able to sort of have these conversations with myself about what's going on and what I'm feeling and like something I use a lot is um, if I'm struggling with a situation, I think this is probably applies to people with social anxiety too. Um, is like if I feel like I sort of have that fight or flight of needing to like bolt and just leave the room is to say like hey just like watch the clock stay for five more minutes and then you can go if you need to and then letting five minutes pass and then sort of checking in on myself again and saying okay you did five minutes what about five more and then you can leave if you need to and then eventually (laughs) class is over and you've (laughs) waited for a bunch of five minute increments but I think just being able to talk to myself and develop those tools that work for me is really helpful but it's also it takes a long time to learn those skills and so I think having patience and if you need to working with a mental health professional um, is a really helpful way to develop those tools yeah no that's awesome I really like what you said about taking it five minutes at a time just because there's been so many moments in my life that I've done that without really knowing what I was doing like Mm -hmm. you know 
I really hate the dentist and I've had some Ooh, yeah. trauma with the dentist. And so that's one thing that I would tell myself while sitting in the chair, mouth wide open, <laughs> like <laughs> don't rip the stuff out of your mouth and leave. You've got it. Give it five minutes or whatever. And um, yeah, really just telling yourself like, this is temporary. This will not last. Totally. Forever, you know, and that's really awesome. Um, I definitely relate to the whole social anxiety and it's kind of why I got to class like 25 minutes early <laughs> the first day <laughs> I am also very early so I really... yep <laughs> um do you think that um kind of going back to pandemic and your senior year do yeah. you feel like that impacted getting a job after college for my particular career, I'm not sure it did. Um, just because I think design in general uh, was able to adapt well to the pandemic. You know, like it wasn't like a lot of designers were losing their jobs because in a lot of situations they could just work from home and it it's not the most dispensable job to a company. Right. Um, and so I don't think, I don't know for sure, but I don't think that a ton of jobs were lost in my field, um, which which was pretty lucky and also sort of shocking as somebody with an arts degree. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think in general, it didn't change too much. And, right. you know, it's a little hard to know because I obviously have never been in this situation before at a different time um so I don't know for sure but I think I think in general not too much change and actually in some ways you know the company I work for is based in LA um, all right so it actually presented more opportunities because so many companies are going remote either permanently or longer term that there's more companies that I can work for now that maybe two years ago I couldn't have yeah that is really cool to think about and just see that. I mean, I know that a lot of people are moving from California and going, especially like LA, big city life and want to yeah. come. I mean, a lot of people have moved here um, to Washington and really just want that suburban lifestyle, but being able to still work that job they would in LA, um, but doing it remote. And I've seen it so much like, my boyfriend installs internet, so he sees people almost daily <laughs> that have moved from California, and he's like, it's insane, like, the amount of people. Yeah. Um, and they have these, like, corporate, like, really good jobs. Right. I have to go to a meeting here and there every few months or so, but being able to kind of live their dream life outside of the city <laughs> and so that's really cool that yeah I didn't know that you worked for a company outside of out of LA so that's really cool yeah um yeah, how did really you nice. how did you find that job oh boy um so this is it's an odd one <laughs> um I did a lot of the like normal stuff you should do to find a job like I did informational interviews to make connections and I networked and all those things. And they were all very helpful. So I don't want to discredit that process because of the way I got this particular job. Um, but basically, I had posted on my Instagram story 
um, like it was like just a selfie or something. And I was complaining because if you haven't gone through the experience of finding a job, it's hard yeah. and it's frustrating. Um, and similar to the apartment hunting process I'm going through right now, you don't hear back from people a lot and it's really discouraging. And so I was just complaining on my Instagram story. Um, <laughs> and the company I work for, our social media manager, for whatever reason, happened to look at, you know, she was on the company account. Um, and she happened to click through some of the stories of the people they followed, which is not, according to her, something she normally does. So unclear why she had decided to do it this particular day, but she did. Um, and the other thing that no, no one on my team, myself included, can really figure out is why the company was following me at all because they didn't know me I didn't know them but she's looking through stories and she happens to come across my story complaining about not having a job and not being able to find a job and she by some act of fate I guess decided to look at my Instagram profile where I have my portfolio listed Um, and they were in the process of looking for a junior designer so she sent me a message and she said hey we're looking for a junior designer. You want to send your information? Yeah. And I was like, sure. And then like four interviews later, uh, they decided they were interested in working with me. And it was just such a, such a bizarre experience. I, my first couple of days, (laughs) it came up so many times because we were all just so confused how so many stars aligned to make that happen and for her to see this Instagram story of me complaining was just such a a one-off experience that certainly will never happen again in my lifetime yeah that is such a cool story (laughs) I did not know that so odd like just hearing that just shows you how powerful your social social media can be either oh for sure positive or negative I suppose too but um just really marketing yourself in a way by having your portfolio like on your Instagram um and someone found you because of that and so I think that's really that's kind of encouraging because it's like oftentimes a lot of us who have like very few followers don't think we'll ever get an opportunity through our Instagram but then I'm like this is why we're here today talking because we found each other somehow (laughs) on Instagram and um, I definitely have quite a few just like social media friends and just like people I've never actually met in person, but yeah, no, it's really cool just to see the world changing in that way, even more so recently. But I mean, it's been people do social media for work and they have for at least a decade, but um, no, that's really, really cool. I love that story. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's <understand>. awesome. Um, <laughs> do you have any idea, like, did they ever share with you, like, what stood out on, in your interviews or on your application that really had them, I mean, besides your social media, um, that really, like, solidified you as, like, we're gonna hire you? You know, honestly, I'm not sure. I didn't really ask. Um, I think, if I were to like make some wild guesses, um, it, I work with a really small team. Um, and so I actually met a good chunk of the team through my interview process. And at least on my end, I felt like 
there was a good amount of just like connection like we kind of vibed and that's not something you always get in an interview so I think both as an employee and an employer that's a good sign that that working with somebody is going to be a good experience um I also the company I work for is pretty at least in my opinion pretty entrepreneurial um Sarah who's our founder um is awesome and she's really driven and she's an entrepreneur she's kind of created this company just out of like passion and interest and all these things and so I minored in entrepreneurship in college um and so at least I would hope that having that extra experience as a designer um kind of spoke to them as a company that's really focused on innovation and changing the way that we do things so right no that's awesome is do you have any goals to maybe do like your own thing in the future um maybe start your own company things like that or I don't really know I have been I'm usually like a huge planner like I don't really like the unknown but for an unclear reason with my career I don't really have like a set path you know, I think for some people, especially like if you want to be a doctor, you know, like people have these like benchmarks they want to hit. But um, part of the reason I really like this career path is that I don't have to do the same thing forever and I can change it up. Um, I don't know if one way or the other if it's ever going to end up like me doing something myself. Um, I think part of me is intrigued by the idea of starting my own business. Um but it's also a really daunting thought. And I just, <laughs> honestly just don't have like a good idea for one at the moment. So I think it's one of those, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to do something like that probably. But right. if, if the opportunity came across at some point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. But for now, I really like, like the position I'm in right now. I'm working with a company that's had a lot of rapid growth in the last year and is going to continue to have a lot of rapid growth and stuff like that is really exciting for me, both as a designer and an entrepreneur to sort of not necessarily be spearheading the growth, but I get to be a part of it and get to sort of shape the way a company grows. That's the position that I found I really like to be in. Right. No, that's awesome. It's really cool to start working for a company that might not have been around for super long and kind of feel like you're helping in those like not beginning stages, but kind of like the middle <laughs> yeah. in a way. And just like, yeah. Um, do you have any tips or encouragement for those people that are maybe in the graphic design about to graduate um, and be looking for work? Like, what would you, what would your advice to them be? Like, oh boy. Well, the like, I mean, this is just general advice, but um, to copy my mother here because she, boy, did she drill this into my head the last half of my senior year, um, <laughs> was that networking and informational interviews are really important and really helpful. Um, I so very much did not want to do either of those things. It's the idea of just like meeting strangers and putting myself out there really <laughs> stressed me out. Um, yeah. But through that process I met some really interesting people and I felt like I learned more about what my career path could look like 
Um, and I get to keep those connections, you know, obviously I have a job now and it's not connected to any of those people I met, but I have those connections for the future as my career develops. Um, and I think that's going to be really important. Um, but I also think just, especially in a creative field, like thinking about what you can do to set yourself apart. Like for me, I think having a minor in entrepreneurship sets me apart in my own unique way because it's something a little different. It gives me an insight into the way businesses operate and the way entrepreneurs think that not every designer necessarily has. And for somebody else that may be that like, they're an incredible illustrator, or maybe they're also have a background in engineering. But I think just like, think about how you can be a little different as an applicant. Um, and don't be afraid to talk about it. Like be yourself when you interview, put your best foot forward and like be a little unique and quirky and creative because I don't think people are looking for like a carbon copy in right. an employee. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's so hard to put yourself out there, but more often than not, people see the genuineness behind someone like you and being just, just being yourself and just, yeah, you'll get opportunities that way. So totally. And well, and if in a company doesn't um, want you to be yourself, you probably don't want to work there. Like it's, yeah. it's the equivalent of like dating somebody who doesn't want you to be yourself. You don't want to be in that relationship. You're going to be miserable. They're going to be miserable. Right. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, when you were telling your story about how you got the job and just like how you guys all vibe together really well, I think that's so important to realize. And even if there's a company that decides, oh, we really want to hire you, but you weren't feeling it being brave enough to be like, well, actually, I don't think this is the right fit for me um, is such a bold and like scary thing to do almost because you're like, well, totally. what if that was my last opportunity? <laughs> like, what if I'm not going to? But I think it's better to, it sounds awful, but just to like not have a job. If yeah, you're I gonna think, be miserable. <laughs> I think if you at least if you can, obviously not everybody has that luxury. And you know, I got lucky because I could stay with my parents and right. I had I had the flexibility to not take stuff, but like I had an uh like a working interview with a company that does home staging and I thought it was sort of towards the beginning of my job finding process. Um and like I said, I used to be really into interior design. I still really love it, and so I thought maybe that was a different way I could take my career path. And I did this working interview. I worked with them all day. The people were really cool. But by the end of the day, I was like, I'm just not sure. Like it's totally going to fulfill what I want. And I'm not sure it's going to take me on the career path I want. Um, and they, they did offer me the job. And as someone who feels guilty a lot, I felt atrocious having to turn them down. I felt so bad. But it was definitely worth, and I and I was nervous that if I turned them down, I wasn't going to get a job offer anywhere else. Um, right. But I think I wouldn't have been the best employee if I wasn't like 100% in that job. So I think in the long run, it was better for everybody. And, you know, I had some patience and I did end up with a job anyways. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and patience kind of... is not my skill set. So <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I am not. The most patient person that you will find yeah, <laughs> especially <yeah>. driving <laughs> nice. um kind of jumping back to college I forgot to ask you this question yeah. um was there 
any sort of like extracurricular activities like clubs or things that you got involved in that you highly recommend to people or did you get involved in any of that or I really didn't and I think like when you if you've ever been on a college tour or like talked to anybody about college that's like the one thing they tell you is to like join a club and I didn't and I think probably I should have um I met like this huge group of people at my um what's it called like your college um I don't know where you like go and get information like the summer like orientation yeah thank you yes (laughs) Um, I met like a huge group of people at my college orientation and they were my friend group for like most of my freshman year and I think having that group of friends kind of deterred me from feeling like I needed to go out and actually like find a community but that friend group eventually sort of dissolved just because we were all really different people I think we were mostly were friends because of circumstance you know we were all freshmen we were all sort of in the same position and then people started to find sort of their place within the university and everybody just sort of lost touch and by the time that happened I was like oh I really don't feel like I have a sense of community here or like people that are are like you know have shared interests and those things um which is why I think I felt pretty lost until I ended up in my major so I think if there's something that even remotely interests you like it doesn't hurt to just go try it you're not Mm -hmm. like it's not like you have to commit to a club um but go try it and see because I think finding that sense of community in college is really important and helpful and keeps you from feeling lonely (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've just been getting all the emails recently for, um, oh, we're going to talk about, we're going to have club day on this day and you can learn about them. And it didn't even really cross my mind as being at, because it's a community college that I'm currently at. Yeah. I didn't even think that there would even be anything like that. Um, so I, yeah, I really wanted to ask you that question because I'm just now thinking like, well, maybe I should, but then I'm also like, how am I going to make time for another thing? <laughs> yeah, I think finding things that are like low commitment <laughs> is really nice. And maybe it's depending where you are also like, you know, if you're not in like a college town that has literally nothing else, there's also like communities and things that you can find where you might find that sense of community outside of school which are I think to me at least equally as valuable if that's more comfortable for you like I think my biggest community outside of school was the people I worked with and the jobs I had so like if that's something you do then maybe that's your best way if if clubs aren't aren't your thing but I think finding some way to find that community from the start of your college experience is really helpful yeah oh for sure um yeah, I I definitely, I was looking into them and I didn't even think, you know, like, when you think of, like, Greek life and all of that, I didn't, I think of universities. I don't think of yeah, me too. community college, but it's available at the community college. Wait, <laughs> was, really? Yeah. Weird. And I was like, this is so weird to me just because I'm like, a lot of people are only here for two-ish, maybe four years, but not, not always. Um, yeah. And so it was really shocking to me that this college, I'm glad they offer it, but it was just shocking. Yeah, (laughs) I would bet 
Greek life at a community college is very different than like when I think of Greek life usually I think of like I was on Bama Rush TikTok when that was happening like yep. a month ago <laughs> that's what I usually think of when I think of Greek life but I know that there's especially in Washington there's a lot of Greek life that isn't quite so intense and is more just sort of like a community right um, that I think could be really beneficial. And I would, I would anticipate the community college Greek life is maybe more on the community side than it is the like mansions and. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Frilly dresses. <laughs> kind of right. <thing. laughs> yeah. We all have this picture of what Greek life is and yeah. I'm like, mm, doesn't seem like something I would be super into, but especially as someone who is an older, I'm 29. So someone who isn't I guess not older college student because I'm not old but yeah (laughs) I'm not the 18 19 year old starting out right um so yeah no that's awesome I just have a couple more questions and then that'll be all but um if someone wanted you to make something for them like graphic or something Mm -hmm. like that would you be interested in like side work or is that kind of like eh, I'm not really interested right now yeah I think it depends I took side work like most of the time throughout college um I started this job in August and it's been my first full-time job so I've sort of been I was like unaware that there was going to be an adjustment period to working full-time but I definitely feel like there is um because it's, it's long days, and it's five days a week, and I just wasn't, you know, it's new, and so I'm still sort of adjusting to, like, how I function as an adult, and also a full-time employee, and all these things, and I'm sort of in a big transition period, so, like, at this exact moment, I don't know if I'd take something on, but in general, um, once I'm feeling a little more settled, I really like side projects, um, if they're not huge, and they feel kind of manageable, Um, it's a nice way for me usually to make a little extra money. Um, and often those side projects are working with like small business owners and stuff like that. And I really like doing things like that. Yeah. What has been like the biggest struggle for you? I know you're talking about how you're trying to get settled and you're looking for a place to live right now and all of that, but what would be one of the things that's been the hardest coming out of college and, I'm not going to say in the real world because college is the real world too, but just kind of in the working world and like that type of thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to pick one. Um, I think as someone who doesn't like the unknown a lot, just in general, being in transition has been difficult. I um, was in a relationship for all of college and that ended three days before I started this job. Oh, um so it was like I already had this transition of graduating school and not being in school for the first time and also starting a full-time job and also not being in a relationship that I've been in for four years so I think just this like overwhelming sense of I have no idea what's going on right um, has been a little daunting for someone who doesn't handle that particularly well Um, But I feel like it's getting smoother. I also just insurance is hard. This is the first time I've had to deal with like getting benefits from a job (laughs) and like 
because I'm 22, I can still be covered by my parents' health insurance. So it's like looking at their health insurance and what my work offers and weighing which one would be better. And oh, yeah, I don't know how people do health <laughs> insurance for their whole adult life. I can't believe I have to think about that for like 70 Forever. more years. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> insurance is one of the biggest adult things that is just one of those things that you have to do, but you're like, I don't want to do it at all. And it's very hard to understand. Yeah. No matter what you do. (laughs) There's a like, there's a lot to think about. And especially when you're like young and don't think necessarily like hypothetically, if all goes well at 22, I don't need super high insurance coverage because there shouldn't be that much wrong with me. Right. Then it's like, you hear horror stories and you just never know. And so there's so many options to weigh and right. uh, It's just very, because yeah, yeah, you never know when there's going to be some emergency happening. You're like, I did not plan for this. I did not expect this. And it's kind of like the what ifs of life. (laughs) Right. Well, what if this were to happen? But um, then you kind of feel like you were, paying for something that you aren't using so why am I paying for this you know and right yeah it's just a big headache so (laughs) I totally I totally understand um is there anything else at all that you would like to say or about any of this um yeah any final thoughts (laughs) I can't think of anything all right. Well, where can people find you on Instagram oh. if you would like to? Um, they can find me at Coffee and Faking It, or also just wandering around Seattle. You know. <laughs> My well, run to me. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, do you like? Okay, last question, and then we'll yeah. Do you like living in Seattle? Like, what? Tell it's me a love hate relationship. Um, <laughs> I, and it's a little tainted. My dad moved here in the eighties um, and has been here since. And I think he just hates it more and more every year. And I listen to him talk about it a lot. So I think he's tainted my view a little bit. Right. Um, but in general, I think there's a lot of benefits to being here. There's a lot of things to do. Um, obviously I have friends here. My family's here, but as someone who was born and raised here, it's also changed a lot since I was a kid. And I think it's sometimes hard to see that change, especially when it's not positive change. Right. Um, but in general, there's so many worse places I could be living that I really can't complain too much. Right. Um, however, my car insurance apparently is going to be way more expensive now that I'm here and not in Bellingham, which is kind of a bummer. Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> those are, it's like those kinds of things that I just didn't even think about moving back right. to Seattle because I haven't. I didn't ever move back during college. Like I didn't come back for the summers. So gotcha. I it's been like a total, total change. And there's so many things I didn't think about when it comes to the logistics of moving back to this city. Because last time I lived here, I was in high school. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. And things have definitely changed. Oh, yeah. In the last <laughs> four or five years. So, yeah. Well, they've changed a lot in the last, even just during the pandemic, they've changed a lot. So. Oh, yeah. In the last couple of years, for sure. Yeah. I visited back in June, I think. Yeah. Well, I was in Ballard the other day for like a doctor's appointment, but mm. didn't tend to <laughs> explore much. But yeah, right. definitely 
it definitely has changed. And I mean, one of the places I really love is like the waterfront and all of that. Yeah. I can yeah, never. I think <laughs> it's hard to argue with the benefit of living like surrounded by water and nature. And like, I don't have to go far to be out in the wilderness. And, you know, so there's a lot of awesome things about Seattle. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming.